Welcome to the Hunters and Unicorns 2020 Mastery Mission. Essential listening for sales professionals on the quest for mastery. Shorter episodes, huge impact. The 2020 Mastery Mission is sponsored by SOAP, the global recruitment partner for the Playbook community. Are you on the mission? Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. Welcome to Hunters and Unicorns, the 2020 Mastery Mission. 20 topics, 20 guests for 20 minutes. We're here to unlock the tribal wisdom from the legends of tech sales to help you get one step closer to mastery. I'm Simon Kutis and I'm joined by my co-host, Ollie Kune. Welcome to the show, everyone. Absolutely pumped for this one. Absolutely, because today we've got a special guest, Kirk Giddens. Kirk, welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? In the way of an introduction, Kirk, you are currently VP of Corporate Sales North America at Trip Actions, which is obviously a playbook company led by the very, very legendary Carlos De La Torre, a good friend of the uh, of, of the series. But um, I suppose in, in the way of a kind of a background, you're, you're relatively new to the playbook community, only only two years so you've actually you actually joined Trip Actions as employee number twenty, having previously been kind of part of some very very exciting IPOs at Zendesk and origin, uh, Origami Logic. But what's interesting is that you actually were part of Trip Actions before Carlos, and you've really seen the impact of that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, you know, Carlos is the third CRO I've worked underneath. But he's, you know, I think people know this about him. He makes a massive impact on everyone he, he, you know, works with and connects with. You know, before, I would say before Carlos, I was going a lot off of just like my own instincts, looking at like the reps around me and the managers around me who I respected. And I thought they were doing a really good job and like a ton of hard work. And that's kind of how I got by. And then, you know, Carlos came in about two years ago, introduced a, you know, a legitimate playbook that you know, not only simplifies how you should think about your your job, both as a, a rep or as a leader, but also how you can scale it. And so, I, yeah, I'm relatively new, about two years in, and I've been in, you know, tech sales for just over a decade. Well, it was Carlos that made the recommendation to get you on the show. So we're really looking forward to, uh, to, to learning from you. So you've got 20 minutes. Can you introduce your topic for us today? Yes. Today, we're going to talk about the coveted arguably the most disliked, but definitely the most difficult part of sales, which is prospecting. What a subject. So you mentioned there, arguably one of the most difficult and probably the most shied away from part of sales. Why do you think that is, Kirk? Yeah. Why do I think it's difficult? I'll actually start with like a story. I was kind of like scorned, like growing up, my my parents, whenever they would get a call to the house from like a cold caller, like asking to sell, you know, sell something. My parents were the types of parents that would provide a really rude response and hang up on the person. Somehow I got into the business of actually like cold calling and emailing and things like that. But, but it's just one of those things that, you know, it's super difficult. People can like ruin your day when you reach out to them out of the blue. And it's really hard to get someone to see your vision over a short period of time and be willing to spend some time with you, you know, to start to look at your product um, and potentially move forward. 
Incredible. And, and, and when done well, what is the impact that this can have on a salesperson? Yeah, I think there's, there's like a ton of great things that come out of it. Number one, I would say, like when you have more pipe, you, you gain a bunch of confidence. And there's a couple of ways you gain confidence. Number one, you gain confidence in your deals. So you are less likely to get desperate and discount or do some like dirty tricks where you're reaching out to people you shouldn't and like the deal explodes in your face. The other confidence you get is like, if, you, if you're able to prospect really well, and by the way, we call it PG, pipeline generation. So I might refer to it as PG a couple of times. Like when you're, when you're PG in a ton and you have a lot of pipe uh, and you start to see those deals get closed, you start to build a confidence in yourself that you, like you realize that you've, you choose your own destiny. And you realize that you are the only person that is holding you back from being super successful and making a ton of money. That's something like it takes a little bit of time to see from start to finish, but it's, you know, it's one of those feelings that once you internalize it, it gives you a whole, you know, a whole different perspective on the role of sales and also just reduces your anxiety. Because like, I think most people would argue sales is one of those roles where it can go up and down and this helps you, you know, stay a little bit more even. I totally agree. And I think you mentioned right at the beginning is one of the hardest parts of, of the process. In theory, it sounds like the easiest part, but, but why do you draw and why do you make that statement? Yeah, the, the hard part is probably the, the discipline, right? Like doing it consistently. I think that is probably the hardest part for every sales rep out there because it's super easy for you to get distracted with the current ops you have in play and to take your mind away from always filling the top of the funnel. I would say that is what the, that's the hardest part. I think the other hard part is like, you do like, there are times, you know, with PG, like you want to take it seriously, but not too seriously. And there will be times where someone can like, on the other end of the phone can really ruin your day. Or maybe it's even just like an email response. And it was so rude that like, it, it can ruin your day. And like, or, you know, ruin a few hours, you need to take a, you know, walk around the block, like those things like really happen. So I think that also makes it hard, you know, like the, like there's like an yeah. emotional side to it where if you're, if you're human, you'll probably feel it like, and if you, and actually, if you're not feeling that, uh, you're probably not doing enough PG. Do you think it's because it's just human nature and not being able to deal with rejection well? I think initially, yeah. I think like, you know, as you start in sales, like that is part of it. Like you're, you're going to start to get your first rejections and it's going to be painful and someone might be really rude and like a jerk about it. But I think ultimately, you know, it can be frustrating for you too. Like oftentimes you put in a ton of effort into tiering your accounts, into identifying the right account, into identifying this prospect. And you do a ton of research and you have a legitimate reason to reach out to them. And you think that it's a great fit and you get shut down. And like, you know, it's a lot of work for zero reward. You know, that's a, that's a painful thing to go through. Yeah, that, that really resonates. And I'm sure that all of our listeners and our viewers, you know, they, they've obviously experienced that, you know, when you're almost uh, desperate, take, you know, I could bring so much value. So how do you do PG well? I, I think that, you know, that's what we all want to want to learn and, and hear. So, you know, talk us through like really it's actually mentality and mindset. That's where I'd say it starts. So it starts with getting yourself in the right head headspace where 
you know that this is going to be really hard. You know that there's going to be rejection and you're going to be okay with it. And you also know that it's going to require a lot of time and a lot of effort and it's, yeah, and it might lead to rejection. So I think getting yourself in the right mentality of just knowing what you're in for so that you're not disappointed, just kind of like it'll help out. I would say the next part is just like, it's really building your formula. And what I mean by formula is like most companies maybe have figured this out or maybe you as, and it, and actually like it, it really, we talk about this quite a bit at our company, but it does vary from rep to rep. But what I mean by formula is, you know, how many accounts are you going to reach out to every week? How many contacts within those accounts do you need to reach out to? How many times do you need to contact them either by email, by phone, by LinkedIn, by postal, you know, sending them gifts. I think uh, once you figure out your formula, then you know what it, what the time requirement is going to be for, for success. And then ultimately it's really just about staying disciplined. So I'd say it starts with mentality. It goes to creating your formula and usually formula is done on like, you know, it is on like a, a segment basis. Like for us, for example, we have different segments, zero to a hundred, a hundred to 400, 400 to a thousand, a thousand to uh, 3000, et cetera. And like, the formula might change by segment and it also will change by individual. So that's, that's part of it. And then I think kind of like the, there's a couple more pieces. One is just um, doing your research, you know? So when you're reaching out, reach out with a purpose. I think there's, there's kind of like, there's really two approaches out there. You know, there's the like, do I want to stay hyper customized and do it, spend a ton of time doing research but then potentially send this great email and get in touch with someone and I get shot down? Or do I want to do like this blast approach and just ask for referrals and call people, but not really have a, you know, a great reason. Usually it's, I I like to lean towards the first and then maybe a, you know, a little bit of the latter, but ultimately, yeah, you you need to uh, identify like your, your approach. I suppose with that, Kirk, obviously there's there's lots of things that you can do. It's not just a matter of just getting on the on the phone and 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 doing it on the fly. You you do a lot of research around that, and 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 you know, is part of PG also having the confidence of being researched? So tell us a little bit about that because I know that's quite an important part of what you do, right? Yeah. So so we do something called like the three by three, which is basically like a way for us to. Like when you're thinking about it as a sales rep, it's like, I want to know three things about the account and I want to know three things about the prospect. And if I have those, it's actually six things, right? But three by three, if if you have those, that'll actually give you enough ammo to have a great conversation with whoever you're talking to. So like, that's what we focus on. And like the way that you want to do your research, you know, I think it's, there's the obvious signs, right? Like there's like, go to the website, go to their LinkedIn, there's the not so obvious, I think, which is like, you know, looking at like their job descriptions, because that'll tell you quite a bit. It'll let you know what, you know, the individuals are doing. It'll also let you know about like their potential growth and even give you insight into what like their initiatives are as a company. And then I think like it depends on what stage you're in as a company, but if you get more mature, which we are now at Trip Actions, you can leverage a ton of reports. So we use something called it's this is the name we 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 call it right now it's called the pg juice um and the pg juice is basically a list of like really helpful reports so and it's ways to to like get your hands dirty right when you start or you know if you're a seasoned rep here and you just want like some information on accounts 
contacts very quickly, what we'll give it to you. And the way we do that, like there's basically like 12 reports. I don't know if I have them all memorized, but it's basically like, you know, connect reports, who have we connected with? What were those conversations, those notes, email replies, what have people replied to us with? Uh, it's meetings that we set, but like it never squoed. So it never, we actually never, we, we, they agreed to a, a call with us, but they never showed up. So we know there was some interest at some point. There's intent data, which probably you guys have heard, like going through Bombora, it'll let you know if companies are searching for expense solutions. And then we're like, okay, we know that someone in, within this company with using that email domain has been searching for this. So that company probably is looking for what we're selling. There's, you know, close lost. Yeah, there, there's like just other like, interesting moments is what we call it, which is ways that companies have interacted with our website in the past. But that's like, that, that starts to build itself once you're a little bit more mature. I think when you're starting, like when I was at Trip Actions, we were 20 people and we had, I think like three customers. And one of them was basically like the first sales hires girlfriend's company like that you know like that's where we're going off of we didn't have like a bunch of like proof points to go off of you know those are the days when you're actually it's a lot about trial and error so it depends where you're at in the company and you know i remember early on because you know we started out travel we now obviously have a full suite of travel and expense um and corporate cards but in the beginning it was travel and we thought we had hit like struck gold because we had started we got a 17 percent reply rate from travel managers and like that is the percent it turned out actually travel managers was not the persona we should be selling to and we learned that within a few months we figured out yeah they'll talk to us but they're not buying we got to get to like the cfo the controller or somebody in, in finance or like the ceo things like that so i think it depends on the stage you're at but ultimately like you know keep really good notes get ready for the growth you're gonna you know you're gonna see at your company so that you can start to build your own pg juice that you can go off of Amazing. So that first introduction, going in completely cool to a person that you've kind of identified as the right person, the right persona that you want to be talking to, how do you create an impact quickly? Because you're not going to be the only person probably calling them about some solution and SaaS solution. How do you create that impact and what advice can you give us around that, Kirk? Interestingly, I do think that you should start every conversation with Hi, this is Kirk from Trip Actions. How are you? Which doesn't give them very much information, but most people will respond to that and you will know you will know very quickly what kind of mood they're in. Then I think you need to, there's two routes. It's like assumption-based where you basically didn't do much research. You just knew their title and you knew the company they're at. Maybe you even just knew their title and you're like, hey, I saw that you're the controller at this company. So you know, my guess is you oversee XYZ. Our product does this. That's not as ideal, like what you want is more like fact-based approach. And so, and what I mean by that is like, that's where the research comes in, you know? So like there was an op we got the other day and I loved the, like the research directed on it. This is a, it's a, it's like, without saying the name, it's an, it's a 200 year old international Bible uh, society. So for, it's 200 years old. And I think I was like, that's that's like, you know, so interesting in itself. He realized, okay, the account is 200 years old. He knew that the, the account had 55 active countries. So they're global, which is great for us. We're a global company. We can, we can support them uh, and many others can't. And he also knew that they were using one of our competitors. So he had like three things 
about the, the account. That was great. You know, he's, so when he reaches out, it's like, he's got a conversation to talk about. The other thing is he, he knew the person. So like the person had been at the company for two years. The person had recently moved to Colorado, which this guy, Luke used to live at. And then he also knew that the, the guy was on his, his LinkedIn profile. It said exactly what he did, you know, said that he handles expense and reconciliation. And so we're like, we have a great conversation awaiting us. Like, even if he's like, hey, I'm super busy, we'll probably be able to drop some of that information to gather more information and potentially talk to him later or talk to someone else within the company. Yeah. So I, I know that obviously one of the most difficult parts is the objection handling part. So, you know, what, what, what are your thoughts? What can you tell us about about that, you know? So number one, yeah, it's the it's the mindset because some of the objections will be like, a, it'll really ruin your day, right? So just be, be ready for that. The other thing is, you know, there is no such thing as a no. You know, it's like, and I think everybody who's prospecting out there, like they know that, like there's no such thing as a no. Um, it's really like a not now or I'm not the right person. I think what you want to do is try to take away three things. The three things for me that are at least for like our company we're usually going for is like, what are you currently using? We want to know what your company initiatives are because there might be some, you know, there might be something going on at the company that we can tie our solution to. And then the, the third thing would really be like, when can I talk to you if it's not a good time now? Or if you're not the right person, who should I talk to? And if you can get those three things, you actually, you just got like three pieces of information for you to go call someone else um, or a great, you know, a great reason to reach out to them in the future. So I think, you know, it's turning with the objections, like you're going to get the not interested, not interested. It's understanding why, and then it's trying to collect some information. Oftentimes the why is a way for you to handle the objection. Like, no, no, we're not interested because we already have something in place. Oh, great. What are you guys using? Oh, that's interesting because we actually do it quite differently. And it's, you know, so um, I think, yeah, it is, it's handling the objections, but um trying to gather some information. Oftentimes you can turn a no into a yes, or at least a no into more information. Yeah, I, I suppose, you know, there's, I hear it a lot, you know, embrace, em, embrace the grind, you know, that you obviously, but <laughs> at, at, at the same time, obviously we, we, you know, we are human. You talk about that a lot, don't you? You know, to be, be true to yourself and just tell us a little bit more about that. You know, the moment you're reading off a script is the moment you've lost before you even like stepped in the ring. You know, you've actually, you just lost because, you know, I get those calls and, you know, everyone listening has probably gotten a call before where it's a, you know, it's basically like somebody just entirely reading the perfect, you know, pitch, but off of a script and it's not human, you know, it doesn't connect or engage with anybody. So I think, even, you know, oftentimes, and this, this will happen, this will happen when you're doing enough prospecting is like, you're prospecting for hours, and you might like your mind might wander. And then someone picks up the phone. And you weren't really ready. Like, you know, like, maybe you had your things to go, but you still have your notes somewhere else. And like, it kind of catches you off guard, because your mind won't. That's okay. Like, you know, you can play it out, you know, be yourself, you can stumble over your words a little bit, you can let them know what happened. Like, be human. It's not going to, it actually, I think will be more appreciated and it'll, it'll lead to a better conversation than like, okay, let me go to my script. The script is the, you've, you've lost the battle if you're, if you're just going straight from the script. Do you, 
you know, do you spend time and do you advise time reflecting again after the call? So how could I handle that better? Is there a process that you do with your reps that really helps? We do. We t- so we t- so first off, we're, we're in the office, so we're on the floor. So you can like hear others and like get their feedback and see how things are going and cele- celebrate the wins, celebrate the, the losses together, you know? And then that's kind of exactly what we do. We, so we do something called like PG Tuesday. So on Tuesdays, we just prospect. We don't talk to the customers. We just prospect all day. And on that day, like at the end of the day, we'll we'll talk through like the successes and we'll talk through the failures. And usually we'll start with the failures, you know, and we're like, all right, who got who got destroyed the worst day? Let's hear it. You know, and a couple people speak up and it's because like, look, that has to be fun. Like this has to be something that we're going to be doing this all the time, right? Like, like I said, like, yeah, you want to, you want to take it seriously, but not too seriously. And so like, we'll celebrate those, those failures or, you know, someone getting denied, rejected, and then we'll figure out like what we could have done better. And then also talk about the the successes, you know, you learn from both. Yeah. I I think, you know, it's, it's, it's really, I think you've given us some really great insight and some really good things to, to really start to think about but if we were to kind of summarize for our listeners and our viewers you know what 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 would you suggest they try you know if if there were some key try these what would they be i would do three things you know i think it would i would try this try the three by three know three things about the account which you can do for multiple contacts right you just know three things about the account and then know three things about the prospect you're calling to into that will lead to a really a really great conversation um i would also take three away so when you get that no or not interested or wrong person or you know what have you try to get three pieces of information and and leverage that towards future calls so like pretty simple you know three by three and then take three and then i guess the last piece is like start to build your pg juice that like this set of reports has been like magical for our company and it's great for like new reps that join. Like they have got a list of great reasons to reach out to accounts quickly. And I think, so, you know, that kind of goes back to like the, depending on where you guys are as a company, are you like a smaller 20 person startup or are you guys thousands of people? Like it really, it really depends like what will be available to you, but start to build that because it'll, it'll, it'll make you more efficient with your time, you know, as you move on. Absolutely, absolutely. I suppose kind of the, the, the real kind of key takeaways of what we've heard today, I think, in a, as a bit of a a bit of a summary, is you have to get your mindset ready for PG, and it's such a fundamental part of the job in terms of everything. Really starts by you know filling the funnel from the top down. And what, what I love most about what you've shared today is the fact that you celebrate the wins and you celebrate the the, 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 the failures, but you kind of embrace that as part of the of, of the of the success. You know, in order to get one step closer to that success, you're going to have to you know kiss a lot of frogs, and unfortunately, those frogs can be a bit nasty at times. But the the, the truth is that if you kiss enough of them, eventually you will get to that prince and. You know, just just really kind of building on that, sh- the sharing of information. You know, be a bit more tactical with it, and and don't just 
spray and pray, be a little bit more strategic, share the information and, and, and build a, a foundation to have that success. I think it's been a really, really great and very useful um, insight. So, so thank you so much for, uh, for sharing that with us, Kirk. It's been, you know, really, really, um, you know, really, really helpful. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Kirk. Really do appreciate your time. I know this is going to resonate resonate with so many people. As you mentioned, it's probably one of the toughest and hardest, and probably one of those things that people shy away from, which they you know they shouldn't. But to all our listeners, I'd like to thank you for listening and tuning in today. Please do share, comment, like, and yeah, we look forward to welcoming you back to another mastery session soon. Thanks ever so much. Have you enjoyed the session today? Be sure to let us know how you got on with the tips and please help others discover our series by sharing and liking our content. Are you on the mission? The 2020 Mastery Mission is brought to you by SOAP, the global recruitment partner for the Playbook community. Check out somuchsoap.com for more information.